Good morning, everybody. It's the 9th of November. It's Wednesday. This is the Marcus Today Morning Meeting podcast for members only. If you're not a member, why aren't you a member? This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Right, a good day today. Happy with today, got to say. Up 41 points. Here's a question for you. What has the market done in the last month? It's all been rather gloomy. But the reality is, since the 3rd of October, the day after my birthday, the ASX 200 is up 9.2%. And that two-day spike that sucked us in was indeed the bottom of the market. I've always said that corrections and pivot points start fast. And that was the signal on the 4th and 5th of October which were the couple of days after the RBA raised interest rates by 25 basis points instead of 50 basis points. In the next couple of days, our market went up 6.36% in two days, and that started the bottom. Everything is so easy in hindsight. But this is the sort of key message in the strategy piece at the moment, that the market has actually bottomed over a month ago. And whilst we're always worrying, we are quietly climbing the wall of worry, to use the old cliche. And as of today, some of the indicators that are almost certainly going to be part of the anatomy of a, or the, if it ever comes, a big pivot point in the equity markets, some of those indicators are turning. And in particular, the focus today is the US dollar, which is definitively, definitely, or technically, pick your adjective, broken its uptrend. Have a look at the chart in the strategy piece. It is off the top. It's actually up 28% in over a year, which is a huge, huge move for the world's reserve currency. No, Bitcoin is not the world's reserve currency. Not yet, anyway. All sorts of trouble in Bitcoin at the moment. Have you seen that? Down 12% overnight. All sorts of failing exchanges being hoovered up by another exchange. That aside, the US dollar is the world's barometer of risk on attitudes, because as the reserve currency, as the world worries, the US dollar goes up and it is going to peak when the market stops worrying so much and starts to go risk on again. And have a look at the chart. It is peaking. First material downturn. And let me just tell you, it's been going on for over a month since the US dollar peaked. But first material downtrend or break of the uptrend has happened in the last couple of weeks. So getting more comfortable with being fully invested in the strategy portfolio at the moment, steady as she goes. Now, we obviously have the US CPI number on Friday morning, Thursday night in the US, Friday morning our time, and that is critical to the mood. But whilst we are worrying about everything, and whilst it could certainly upset the apple cart, it could also kick off an even sharper relief rally. Or not, we'll see. There's no point predicting it, we just have to wait and see. But for the first time since we got fully invested, I'm feeling reasonably comfortable about being fully invested, which I have to say is a bit of luck because it was looking pretty silly for a couple of weeks after we got fully invested. Now looking okay. Notably, the Aussie dollar is above 65 cents as well. Have a look at the chart there. Can't say the Aussie dollar has broken its downtrend yet, but it has had a bit of a rally. And more interesting than all that for equity investors is as the US dollars come off the top, the gold price has bottomed in a 
fairly big way. You have most of the gold stocks up 6 to 10% today. Northern Star, which we hold in the ideas portfolio, up 6.9%. Evolution up 7.9%. Perseus up 6.7%. St. Barbara Mines, that old dog down horribly over the last year, is up 13% today. Since the top on St. Barbara in July 2020, when it hit $3.98, since that top, it is now down to $56.25. And whilst we can get a little bit excited about a four-day rally, let me point out it's still down 85%. There's absolutely no way any technical analyst would be buying it in this current bigger downtrend. You'd have to be a day trader, having ignored everything that's happened before the last couple of weeks. But there you go, gold going up. Maybe it is the bargain of the century. Certainly if the US dollar comes off, there is a lot of money to be made in the gold sector. And there are always a horde of enthusiastic gold bugs who will start throwing out their typical rubbish marketing lines like it's a store of value the moment the sector starts going up. Ignore all that fundamental hocus pocus. Just follow the charts and the charts are saying buy at the moment. As I say, we already hold Northern Star. I've put a list of all the other stocks, the bigger stocks in the sector in the strategy piece today. Newcrest is the biggest. It is on Valium though compared to the others. Northern Star is the success story of the sector. No one trades Anglo Ashanti, Anglo Gold Ashanti, AGG. SFR is a favourite for traders as is EVN. And then further down the line, Henry does hold some of these stocks in the small caps portfolio. But DeGray Mining, Chalice Mining, Zero Resources, Gold Road, plenty to play with. Even St. Barbara, the dog mines. So that was the theme of the day. The US dollar peaking out and gold going up. And all those are feeding into the feeling that we might have seen the bottom already. But of course, it's all going to change or be encouraged by the US CPI number this week. I'm getting a little bit tempted by iron ore. I know the rally on Friday appeared misplaced as the Chinese reiterated their nasty, pasty COVID zero policy on Sunday. But there is definitely some sort of bottom forming in the likes of Fortescue and Champion Iron. One member's emailed in today how fabulously it is going today. Getting tempted in iron ore stocks. I've got a comment about midterm elections going on in the US. I abhor statistics dressed up as research and there is plenty of that around this morning. Suggestions that a Democrat president and a Republic Congress is the best combination for the equity market and la la la. Wherever there are statistics or sorry, wherever there are numbers, there are statistics. And wherever there are statistics, there is someone pretending they have an insight into the future, which they don't. Meanwhile, the big story today is the NAB full year results share price down 2.7%. The Westpac results earlier this week got a pretty nasty reception as well. I've written a buy, hold, sell on the NAB this morning. Have a look at that. It's got a technical view and a more fundamental view. The technical view is it's looking toppy and the banks do usually peak around their results and dividends as all the people that chased it for income sell out again. But the message for investors, those of you who are long-term holders looking for income, is they're absolutely fine. You wouldn't sell the NAB anyway if you're an income investor before it goes ex-dividend. But for 
for investors, especially one looking for income, the banks and the NAB are nicely out of the spotlight. There's no GFC, there's no banking inquiry. At the moment, they are just churning out their regular 10 to 13% return on equity and paying most of it out as dividends, and that's what you want. All they have to do is not cock up their oligopoly. Meanwhile, they're not really trading stocks, so whilst you can talk about PEs and being cheap or expensive, and you can think about trying to time them, it's a bit of a waste of time because there are other stocks that are more volatile and rewarding for people who want to time and trade the market. So the NAB remains a, in capital letters, hold for income. If the market, just note, if the market takes off for some reason, say the CPI number on Thursday is lower than expected, interest rates peak out, the market heads up, then the banks are going to get left behind. They'll still go up, but the main game will be elsewhere. You don't get much bang for your buck playing banks for a rally in the market. But NAB, perfectly okay. PE's not excessive compared to history. Yield is okay. But short term, typically, the sector tops out a bit about now. And if we do suddenly take off, you should be looking elsewhere to try and make money. Uh, The NAB and its comrades in the sector will be fine looking after your money, the money you've already made. You can read all about that in the NAB buy, hold and sell this morning. Henry's away today having a colonoscopy. Have a look at my article today, the one called This May Save Your Life. I have done work for Foundation 49, which is a men's health group. And one of their messages is to make sure that men over 50 and women have had a colonoscopy, but it is a men's health group. Henry is out of his and he's absolutely fine, he tells me. So all good on that front. He's also providing you with a promo code get cheaper tickets to the AIA meeting at Ridges World Square Hotel in New South Wales on November the 25th. Have a look at that. We have, I think, just two spots left now on our golf day. If you want to come along and play golf with Henry and myself and have dinner, it's two days at the RACV Heelsville. Bring a partner, either a golfer or non-golfer. $9.99 for a couple. I think $7.99 for an individual. That's two nights at Heelsville. Round of golf with me and Henry. Drinks in between and a dinner on Monday night. Couple of spots left. Almost full up. It's not a huge day, I've got to say. There are about 30 of us. Email me, marcus at marcustoday.com.au, or hit the links on the website if you're a member. It is a member's golf day, by the way. But if your partner doesn't have to be a member, it doesn't matter. Right, a few final stories today. Hello World, Qantas has sold its stake, share price down 10%. Whitehaven Coal has cut production guidance, they're down 8%. News Corps have results, they're down 8%. Domain Holdings say their 2023 guidance is under review, which is a bit boring because we hold it. I'll have a look at them tomorrow, see what the broker stuff says after that. It's already been marked down today, down 5%. REA Group as well have had a quarterly revenue number. They're down 4.8%. Again, a bit boring. Medibank's up despite the data that was hacked from them now being made available by the hackers. And that's about that. Bit of a disaster going on in Bitcoin. COVID cases going up in China. Broker stuff after the James Hardy results yesterday imply a 45.6% upside if you if you believe the average target price. Macquarie reckons they are 60% undervalued. UBS 64% undervalued. Woof, woof, a play on the US housing market. Right, good. That's it for today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed that.
Don't forget the golf. Last two spots left. We'll be back for the end of day podcast. See you then. Thank you.